Welcome everyone to another episode of Modern Wong Chat, where I get to deep dive and have some long conversation with my friends from different industry. Uh, and tonight we have the amazing uh, Pamela Horton. I'm gonna bring her on and let's talk. All right, welcome Yo. Pam. Hi. Hello. Oops. My Let name is Pam. I know. Let's see. I'm losing your face here. There we go. There you are. <laughs> I didn't have a face for a little bit, and I was a little <laughs> concerned, and now it's now it's there. No worries. Like I last time, I actually, you know, I'm still pretty new to this podcasting. Last time, I was actually doing the podcast the whole time. I mean, the audience can see me, but my friend could not, so I didn't realize it. Oh. And then it was kind of weird because I keep describing things to him. I thought like, you can see me. Like, why are you confused? I, you and can't then, see me gesticulating. I'm making a shape. And yeah. You can't <laughs> <laughs> making it and then i realized oops my bad so but, you know i keep trying to improve it so hopefully i'm getting better and better um well, i mean lessons learned every time yeah well pam actually uh do you prefer actually people call you pam or pamela or what's the actually i get that a lot and both of them are my name when uh when formally introduced like if uh like say for a hosting job i'm introduced on stage i prefer pamela Mm -hmm. Um, and my friends call me Pamela, Pam, and you know, they're both my name. So your preference, really. <laughs> All right. You also have a nickname, right? It's actually on your, um, on your computer right there. Um, oh, Narratrity? Yeah. It's actually kind of blocked off from my, from the view of the audience, but I can see it too. Yeah. <laughs> actually, a lot of people call it Narratrite just because that they, it's, I made it up, uh, like in 2000 and eight or so because i wanted something unique to me if you google like narratrity it's all me unless it's nice. somebody that's like stealing the name to make a an account on some platform or whatever um but uh i like i actually had a minor in greek mythology in college which is a really weird minor to have but okay. um it is a combination of um uh, Nereids or water nymphs and Amphitrite, the the goddess of the sea, and uh, so it's Nereid, Nera, Amphitrite, Neratrite. It's yeah, that's awesome. I mean, yeah. I, I I try to have a unique name that's to me, but I mean, even though I did choose Martin, it's not unique enough anymore. Even Martin Wong, if you Google Martin Wong, it will be a San Francisco painter. And I used to live in like San Francisco area. So that was horrible. Well, not horrible, but like it was really difficult to find me. Uh, if you could change your name now to anything, what would you change it to? I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard to decide because it's just so stuck with me. Like I, if I was a teenager, I would definitely pick some very cringy name. You know, like something you would hear from like a, uh, a game or from like a anime or something like shadow or something like, oh it sounds so cool shadow. sure but like you know exactly. i'm so glad that i did not have that freedom to do it i mean i could have but i, I did not do it i think i would choose a game a, a game a name like lorelei or evelyn i've always liked those names like, like back back in the day when i i you know uh, a young a young lady in the midwest my intentions were go to college graduate, start a family, be married and work for the rest of my life. Um, I wanted to name my daughter if I had one Lorelai and, mm -hmm. you know, just call her Laura or whatever. Always like the name Lorelai. 
That's the standard plan, supposedly. But a lot of people in our industry did not follow that plan really well. Like I picked Martin myself. Uh, Martin, I got it from Back to the Future, actually. Oh. Uh, yeah, like he's Marty McFly, but his technically legal name of the character is Martin. Martin. Yeah. And That's I think cool. I only know it because I. That's a really good story about like people who change their names in for, for professional reasons. But I mean, I didn't change my name. My my legal name is Pamela Horton. So. <laughs> that's that's not a bad thing. Uh, I think it's actually easier to. I mean, I think it's back and forth. I I had to teach cosplay before to decide what name they use. You know, either using a stage name or use like their real name. And I think because what we do is more and more acceptable. So it seemed to be not as bad, and also might be actually more beneficial to use your real given name. Yeah, well, th it's good and also bad. Like because people can find you. People can find me, and I feel like uh, one of the go-to's, especially for models in the industry, is to mm -hmm. go with a like a a full name that instead of a last name, it's a middle name. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. like, you know, um, Mary Lynn. Or, Lynn yep. mm -hmm. Yeah, it's Lynn or Lay or, you know, yeah. uh, Marie. Marie, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very standard ones. Uh, but actually, tell us a little bit about yourself because um, for those of those of people who do not know what you do, uh, I, what are you? I'm not good at talking about myself. I know, um, I hate writing about bio too. They so, always ask you to write your bio. Yeah. I, yeah, uh, I had I had to I had to have my agent write my bio for me because I'm not good at like like I can't compliment myself, so I'm always just like I'm a person. I and it sounds weird too because like they need to make it sound amazing. Like every time I'm yeah. guess, guessing a convention, right? And I let them write it, and I would never write such thing, but they would write things like world renowned blank or like you know world yeah. famous or like oh if i write that yeah. myself that sounds like such a you know asshole i go to meetings to as my agent and she makes me feel impressed with myself i'm like whoa who's this person you're talking about i have no idea what you're talking about um but i mean like i think like the the basic the basic uh the basic me is i was actually born here in california los angeles area and then at about the age of nine, I moved to Kansas, where I um, moved around a bunch and, uh, um, you know, got that Wichita area, Midwest, mm. uh, small community raising in Clearwater, Kansas, where I graduated high school, went to Wichita State University and uh, majored in psychology. And as I said before we started the stream, I had a I had a double minor, and one of the minors was in Greek mythology. Mm -hmm. And I had the intention of being an art therapist, but uh, when I was a little girl, I, I wanted to be a concept designer or concept artist in video games because I've been playing games since I was five years old. And um, then I made the plunge, moved to L.A. and uh, got my, my foot in the door in gaming. And I dabbled a little bit in modeling, but that's not, that wasn't like, it's when people ask me how I got into modeling, I always say I tripped and fell because it was <laughs> never something I pushed for. I never, you know, pursued it actively. Um, it, it just happened. It you know, I literally, the, the way that I was actually discovered as a model, I was on MySpace back oh. in those days. MySpace. Um, I took a selfie and um, this is going to sound super creepy, but a photographer in the uh, Wichita area was like, 
if you can take selfies like that, uh, I can't even imagine what you could do in front of the camera. And so that's the first time I ever modeled at the ripe old age of 18. And yeah, and now I'm working in gaming as a host and a streamer and a content creator and a health advocate. Yes, that's the best way I could. I mean, I'm up for That's amazing. That's great. I don't like, know how to, how to talk about myself. No, but that's amazing. Tony said to not forget <laughs> I have cats. You I have, have cats. Cat. I'm a crazy cat lady. I have three cats named Moose, Squirrel, and Turtle. Today, I was stuck in my house. Well, not stuck, but, you know, kind of forced myself to Everybody's stuck in the house. Everybody's stuck in their house. Yeah. <laughs> so, I have a camera, and there are cats in the house. So, I got pictures of cats. Yeah, they actually look... Yeah, people love it. And I, I'm I'm kind of mad because those pictures are doing so much better than my other yeah. photos. <laughs> yeah, so, like, when, uh, when I do charity streams or, like, promoted streams... Um, a lot of companies and like Facebook and Twitch have learned to promote my cat cam instead of me because it'll, <laughs> it, I actually have like in OBS, I have like cat cam full screen, you know, but, me in the game as cat cam. And then the cat move around like, uh, well, yeah, it's, it's on a, here, I'll show you. It's a camera that it's just a little, mm -hmm. you know, little Logitech camera, but it's on a really long cable. So wherever the cats are, I can I can move the, the mm. camera around and uh, people love it. They love it. They're down for the cats, the, the down for the cat cam. <laughs> so I realized that with uh, an Android phone, I actually tried it before. I can actually do a live stream cat stream or any kind of stream with my professional camera, like moving with it. Like technically, it's doable. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, even... I mean, I have, I have. Uh, I think I told you about how I have a Sony uh, a seven R two as my my main camera, mm -hmm. and uh, I mean it's very very stationary. But the Logitech yeah. is mobile. I can do it as a mobile stream. Uh, so yeah. that's so maybe maybe I'll do a cat stream sometime. I'm not sure where the cats are right now, but maybe someday. Usually, the best way to do it is have a like their favorite thing, Back like the oh, like the their. No, actually, something for them to lay on, for them mm. to loaf on, and mm. then set up a, a USB extension cable to be able to reach to wherever they are, mm -hmm. and then just have a, a you know, a, a section of the stream dedicated to a cat, and your numbers will like just. Like, <laughs> that that's that's the thing. Like, ah, oh, maybe I should switch from you know being a professional portrait photographer to be. I'm a professional pet photographer now, specifically cats. Cat. Cats. You would do so well on the <sighs> internet. I would be so mad. Like those, are, there are so many popular cat Instagram accounts that I've seen, and, and it's like, what am I doing in my life, man? Like I should just get cats. The thing, the thing I I love and hate about cat Instagrams though is that a lot of people like steal cat photos and then mm. don't credit the actual owners, the people that took mm. the photos. And like, I, I'm sure you as a photographer understand these feels, like people mm -hmm. stealing photos and not giving Always. you credit. And so when an artist or like you know a, a kitty mommy or daddy doesn't get credit for like their cat being silly or cute on the internet. It's, uh, I, it makes me so mad. <laughs> but yeah, there are few cats that I kind of see on the internet. I'm like, oh, I know who they are. And I see them on Instagram. I'm like, oh, they're a famous cat. And they have merch and everything. Like they're a better influencer than a lot of my friends. 
Yeah, ridiculous. I have, uh, I, I actually when I have a you know like a on camera voice and my cat Moose hears it and he like <laughs> comes in and he's like, hey, I want to be on camera and he like makes a fuss and he comes up into my lap and he wants to be seen. He'll like he's probably at the door right now trying to get in to my office. Just talking to someone. I must I must go watch. Yeah. I must be in it too. I need to be seen is what Moose Cat says. He's he but he's my best my best friend in cat form. So Good. he gets what he wants. So you said you're from you also like went to school in Kansas for a while. Mm-hmm. First of all, when you move from here to Kansas, do you have to change your accents like cuz is the Midwest accent a little bit different? Well, I I've actually um I tried really hard to not. They're actually the only accent that's ever stuck on me is uh, I dated. Actually, I was engaged to this guy who was from Wisconsin. Mm. And sometimes you'll hear a little bit of a Wisconsin accent come out of me, even though I've only been there three times. (laughs) Um, He kind of had a little bit of a Wisconsin accent, but like, you know, like, yeah, sometimes I'll like, yeah, oh, yeah, I have a, oh, I have a missed call from my mom. And you wow. just, just little, my little things like that. Like, oh my God, I just, you know, I went to the <laughs> store and I just couldn't stop, you know, just, that's the only accent. Although I've had some people say that they hear, you're from the Midwest. And I'm like, how can you tell? Because mm. it's, not, can, it's not like Canadian accents where you can really it or some other yeah or more yeah of course obvious ones but i feel like but i've been exposed to a lot of dialects so i feel like i can pretend really well that's why i i like to there's this weird thing i like to do don't judge me but when i'm on like planes or you know you know that you're never gonna see this person again in your life Uh like Test your improvisational skills by one <laughs> doing an accent, pretending to be something completely different than what you are, like different name, everything. Like it's it's like kind of deceitful, but it's also kind of fun. It's good practice. Because, yeah, it's 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 I've had a lot of great plane, you know, fl- or flights because uh, you know, there's always the people that wanna keep to themselves and then there's the people that really, really, really wanna talk to oh, you. Yeah. And then I just have fun. It's it's a good time. I I feel like if I do that, I will do it and then I'll fall asleep and I wake up and I'll forget about it and they'll be so confused. Like I can sleep what on happened? planes though. Oh, that sucks. I know. I it's I I don't even want to talk about why I can't sleep on planes, but it's it's really weird and I've never been able to sleep on planes comfortably. And uh, you have to travel uh, so, a lot too, like me. Yeah, you know, we go to events yeah. a lot. Oh, not anymore, mm-hmm. but still, we had to before. And oh, I, I, I'm luckily I got very good at sleeping on plane, like a sleeping mask, earplugs, or headphones. Done, good pass for out. You. Oh, like, instantly fall asleep. Yeah, I can't, I can't. I, I have to like plan for being awake, and then you know, like going to other countries and stuff like that is especially <sighs> 13 hard hours because fine. can't. I have the hardest time sleeping unless I'm in like first class, which I've never done. I need a full out bed. I need a bed. I need to lay down. At least I am not having, I was feared that if I get so good at falling asleep on the plane, I would have to have like create the same environment sleeping at home, you know, white noise and shakiness. Good thing I didn't have to do that, but uh, yeah. So, well. Noise canceling (laughs) headphones. 
Yeah, well, the I had actually this is not a promotion, but I got the AirPod Pro, the Apple ones. They're actually pretty good. I had the Sony like one, the, the noise canceling ones. Yeah, the the new one they have noise canceling with it. It's not. I mean, it's hashtag not not an ad. Not an ad. You know, it's like that because everyone has to be sponsored. Now. It's a hashtag, not sponsor. But yeah, no. I mean, of course, it's not gonna be as perfect as the noise canceling over the year headphones like this kind, like the shape of it. But it still does a pretty good job, so I'm happy with it. Are those Astro? Is that an Astro headset? This one, this one are the Logitech yeah. ones. Uh, but it's the same family now, right? Because Logitech yeah. own Astro, they own Blue, they own uh, Streamlabs. It's actually yeah. everything I'm using right now. So again, not sponsored, but <laughs> everything I'm using here right now, the can the webcam that's talking to you, like yeah, and even like I have the same uh, Zelda one, the one that behind you, the Nintendo's uh, Zelda headphones. Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, the shape of your headphones was why I asked. Yeah. I was like, the the chat can just barely see the the, the headphones, but they're actually, um, they're, eh, they're actually in use. Oh, cool. My, my boyfriend has a desk right next to mine, and he actually, uh, um, on most of my streams, he, there's a microphone we have set up for him. He doesn't like to be on camera. <laughs> but he likes to like he likes to talk Charming. or contribute. <laughs> so we have a microphone set up for him. So he has headphones for what he's doing and what he's got going on. Nice. Yeah, no, I have that pair. It's totally new. I think I should give it out or something. I have so many different stuff that I get from events or companies. Uh, sorry, I'm losing you for a second. Yeah, so yeah, maybe I'll do some giveaway or something. Uh but one one problem is that for people like us is that we cannot enter giveaways. Or at least I try not to. Enter because, giveaways? Yeah, because I work with so many companies. So I feel like I'm not let, allowed to win regardless. You know, oh, it, oh, oh. it would seem okay. like a conflict of interest, even though there's no no conflict of interest or like it's all really by chance and randomness. And I still win. And I like, I would just, nowadays I just don't enter because it's just, I don't think I've ever, well, like, since ever since I got into gaming, I don't think I've entered, uh, like, a raffle unless it was for, like, concert tickets. But yeah. I feel like that's different. Exactly. That's a different industry, you know. That's, how, that's what we do. Um, but, no, tell me more about then gaming and hosting. How is that like? Like, uh, Well, it, it actually, like, again, another situation where I kind of tripped and fell into it. It was... It was a stepping stone to get in to do what I wanted to do, which was uh, get into game development and, uh, again, art or, you know, uh, community or PR. I've always just wanted to work in, like, gaming companies. But since uh, I started gaming, I learned really quickly how complicated and... Um, uh, companies, some companies don't take very good care of their employees. And mm. I learned that the hard way, there's a couple big, big companies that have, have burned me hardcore and not just like one or two or three times, like 11 times. Oh, God. And so I, I just, I, I, I don't think I could get into, to dev anytime soon. Um, but. Maybe start uh, your own, start your own little game dev company. Oh, well, that sounds even more stressful than joining a company that's already established. Like worrying about money and the like deadlines and then like not meeting 
you know, like uh, if I have a board, it's I just I it stresses me out thinking about it. Um, but as far as hosting, I mean, I one of the things that I love and one of the reasons that I studied art therapy in college is uh, I love people. I love uh, meeting people, I love talking to people. I like cheering people up and making people feel good about themselves because I feel like we live in a world now where a lot of people just tear each other down. Like that's that's the default, especially here in LA where it's like the, the me first mentality. And so um, one of my favorite uh, ways to host is event hosting. I like to, like I can do studio hosting. I can do teleprompter. I can do live feed. I could do all that stuff. But mm-hmm. where I thrive is at events um, on the floor, like live or you know, uh, doing segments with uh, unscripted interviews. Like that's, I think that's my favorite, especially game devs who are super excited about their game releases. Do you think it's challenged you more when you do um, those kind of interviews? Because a lot of things that you're saying you're doing has to be on the fly, like not scripted. So, and you have to like respond differently depends on what they say and ask different type of questions. So you have to be very knowledgeable as, as well too, right? Yeah. So it's it's complicated because it really depends on the company, the game that's coming out. So usually, like Anna, for instance, when I went to the um, the GameStop managers comp- conference, mm-hmm. um, I did a couple on the floor interviews, and so um, there's the game devs, and then there's the PR companies that represent the game devs that want certain information out there. And then there's what the game devs want to talk about. And then there's highlight points that GameStop wants to talk about. So I have to remember all this while on the floor, but also keeping it kind of fluid. So it seems more like Mm. a conversation instead of like a, because like if you watch Mm. uh, interviews, you can, you feel like the hard turn where it's like, we're talking about mechanics. Oh, let's talk about, you know, uh, online, you know, such and such. Like it's a Uh hard turn instead Mm -hmm. of a gradual smooth transition into into topics that are relevant Uh nice like working on the segues in a in a social in a social way i feel like is and plus uh i think that i think if if i had a superpower as a host Uh i think that uh a lot of a lot of devs are very like closed they're introverted they Mm -hmm. don't know what to say they're like making games that's what they want but not talking to people yeah, exactly. They're, they're like most of the time, like half the time, I'm not even kidding. The people that I interview were like, I had no idea I was going on camera. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know what to say. And then they get like really stressed out. And like sometimes we have to do multiple takes because they're like, what do I have to say? Oh, you know, like they get really stressed mm. out. But I like making a comfortable environment where it's like, no, 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 don't worry about it. Like say it, say it how you would mm. explain it to um, a fan or you know, say, you know, you're talking to your friends, like mm. talk about the things you're most excited about. And uh, yeah, I like I like making that environment. And uh, uh, most uh, I'll, I'll bra- this be my only brag. I, <laughs> I usually do it in one take, like nice. most most interviews I do in one take. So uh, you do hosting with uh, GameStop. Do you still do that or was it mm-hmm. previous? OK, so yeah. There's a few, there's like, uh, especially with E3 being canceled, that's the mm. biggest event that I do for them. 
Um, but I still do. I'm, I'm, you know, in talks with them and working on, you know, how we're going to, you know, uh, go, go and do stuff from here. But I've done hosting for NVIDIA, Razer, Blizzard, uh, Nintendo, you know, all like over I'm, the place. Yeah. All over the place. Like so for um, the GameSoft I, stuff, where do they go on? Is the website or the, the TV in the store or like, where are they? Um, GameStop TV runs on a loop in the stores, but then they've also started a YouTube channel. And then uh, this last E3, we actually did for the first time ever in the history of GameStop TV, we did a live stream talking about um, uh, the announcements as they were aired uh, at E3 or at the conferences. And so as conferences happen, we do a segment talking about our thoughts and impressions about uh, announcements and and uh, reveals and, and stuff like that. And I thought that was really cool to be a part of. And um, Eric Conway, who actually is another one of the hosts, and he's actually a producer he's a director he's an he like wears many hats at gamestop tv and mm -hmm. you know my my hat's off to him because he is a very <laughs> talented guy who does a lot of stuff and he's got a lot of pressure on him and he's also the lead singer of uh, a metal band which is pretty badass um, how can he do I, so many things i know right he's so cool um uh but i got to host that with him and it was really fun it was a lot of fun it was two uh like 14 hour days but it was oh, amazing i loved it i had so much fun because it wasn't like talking to devs and you know pr mm -hmm. pr people telling me like well we need to you talk have to about say this, this point. do you mind do you mind asking about this and said it was so, just so like that's oh actually, my gosh that's what i want to ask you like are there some certain points that maybe GameStop or PR company or whatever wants you to really talk about. But the game dev, of course, they want to talk about certain mechanic they really like or like they really enjoy doing the story. So they'll tell you about the story. But then you have to go like, oh, no, no, no. Tell me more about like the price point or something. That's where editing comes into play. Um, mm. Because, uh, you know, I, I want them to talk about what they talk about. And if it's if it's tangible footage, if it's something that's relevant, that can be used, it will be put in. But there are the things the dev wants to talk about. Um, PR people, like, it depends on, um, you know, like, uh, uh, like what's, what's the biggest appeal to this game? They want to talk about that. Like, mm. oh, let's. Let's talk about the cross-platform integration that's coming out such mm. and such date. Like, let's talk. Let's hit on that. And then they want me to ask the dev about that. And then the dev is like, cross-platform <laughs> goes live on this day. And then, you know, it's it, he's he's obviously not excited about that aspect. He and or she. Yeah, people is don't not realize about that. sometimes that, like, there's it's not just one game developer. You know, there's multiple in a company. And yeah. it sucks when they're being put on the spot answering questions of things that they might not know for sure. Like, oh, when's it coming out? So like, uh, a lot of the time it's fifth, creative directors, March? art directors. So they, they, they know a lot of the stuff about the game, which is why they get put in front of the camera. Mm. Because they know a lot about the game. Um, but the PR people are... Like uh, usually um, most most gaming companies, development companies have a separate company that runs their PR mm. and it just they're like influencer teams, their media teams. Like, for instance, the company Golan runs PR for Nintendo. 
Mm-hmm. So they aren't, they, they're aware of the goings on and the things that are going to come out and to prepare and, you know, like, uh, help get the word out there, but they're not there behind the scenes developing the game. Yep. So it's, it's not all the facts too, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're like, uh, they, they see, they see, you know, base points where they're mm-hmm. like, oh, that's, that's oh, a yeah. selling point. We need to talk about that. It's the difference between they- a car salesman and you know, the car mechanic or people who build a car yeah 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 it's actually kind of funny talking to uh, pr uh a a lot of pr agents don't get me wrong love video games uh play video games but then there's like another half of them that are just pr people Mm -hmm. that get got into gaming because of availability of jobs and things like Mm -hmm. that which is great but their lack of enthusiasm and sometimes lack of knowledge makes for weird interviews that we have to cut around. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it, it's 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 a complicated process, but <laughs> it's, you know, at the end of the day, I have a lot of fun and uh, the companies that I've worked for have been amazing. I don't think I've had, um, you know, very many bad experiences with companies that I've hosted for. It's been great. I mean, you do such a great job. So I have seen you both on stage, off stage, and just regardless, like, so, like a lot of energy. And how long have you been, I mean, actively working in the gaming space then? Um, I, since 2011. Um, so almost 10 years now. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, to me, it doesn't feel that long just because of how long I've been a gamer. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah, ten years. I I remember um, I remember my first my first interview and how nervous I was. And then once I was done, I was like, "Wow, that was <laughs> that was actually not that bad." Okay, I think I got this. And then yeah, there were some changes made, and like there's a whole that's a whole nother story. But you know, uh, I Is I've it- always. Is it harder huh? to get into gaming now or is it easier, you think? I think um I think the the uh, the ease of getting into gaming as a streamer or content creator is easier, but when it comes to um hosting, especially as a woman, I'm you know often sick and I'm in my 30s and there are younger women and the it it's it sucks, but it is a a fact of the the environment and into entertainment culture in general, mm-hmm. where I don't look feminine enough for some companies, so I don't get hired. Like for instance, there's I won't name the company, but I was confirmed as a host for a live event, and they told me they were like, actually, we're gonna we're gonna drop you as the one of the live hosts on the floor, mm-hmm. and we're gonna go with a man. But instead, they went with another woman who had longer hair and looked more feminine. Because I had a friend that had the same situation, and that's not, and they're both real feminine, but the difference is the other one is blonde, and that was it. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> and actually, the crazy thing is, like, a lot of a lot of my I lost a lot of followers when I cut off my hair, uh, oh. be, because they followed the model, not the gamer. Mm. A lot of people stuck through because they enjoyed my personality. They they enjoyed my my zest for life. But like people stereotype me as a lesbian, and uh, I used to when I had long hair, I didn't even wear makeup. Like I didn't learn how to wear makeup until I was like twenty nine. So like three years ago, 
And, um, you know, when I'd go to Las Vegas, there was not a single time. And this is for work. I went to Las Vegas. It wasn't like I went for fun. I have, mm-hmm. I didn't go for fun until after I cut my hair off. But I'd go to these events and the, the most disgusting things that happened to me because, you know, when in Vegas, you know, or what happens in Vegas. And um, the like the first time that I went there with my hair short, nobody messed with me. Like I I am not seen as the ideal like hot girl. And mm. so so guys leave me alone. And that's kind of why I've kept my hair short. But it's kind of it's left a lasting mark on my hosting career because I I'm just not pretty enough to be to be a host for certain companies, despite my personality, despite my, you know, my my uh, my experiences and my talents. And, you know, I have I have a lot of skills to bring to the table, but that doesn't matter because I'm not I'm not pretty enough for their standards, which is you still get questioned a lot about your gaming skill and knowledge. Yes. All the time. Do you think? All the time. (laughs) How far are we away from that happening from women in gaming? It are happens. It's in our lifetime. Ha- like in our lifetime, we're like, okay, maybe in the next five years, or like we're talking about, like, no, like it has to be like next generation, fifteen, twenty years more. I think. I think I had to. Uh, I think I got taken more seriously when I cut off my hair for starters because it was like again more feminine looking meant no. But also, too, like, I've seen the stereotype. I knew models who were like, oh, my God, yeah, I, I, I play video games, too. And I'm like, oh, what do you play? Like, I'm, like, seriously looking for mm-hmm. some, like, I want to relate. Yeah, let's talk games. I'm excited. She's like, I like to, like, I like to play Call of Duty. And I'm like, which one? She's like, yeah, you know, like the most recent Call of Duty. And I'm like, you like video games, but you can't name the most recent Call of Duty. The one that you're playing right like, now. Oh, and I love, and I love Mario. I just let you like, I love Mario, like Plumber Mario, you know what I'm talking about? And I'm like, wait, which Mario are you playing? <laughs> just like, you know, like Nintendo Mario. And I'm like, there's a reason that stereotype exists. It sucks, but... Yeah, especially in LA and entertainment, there's a lot of women that want to be and men, not to to mm-hmm. stereotype against women, but there's a lot of people in the industry that want to tell you what you want to hear so that they'll be picked up for roles or they'll be discovered or picked up by an agent or and it worked though. That's a problem too, because it's you know, push and pull, right? There are people who has to pretend because then some companies like Oh yeah, they play games and they're hot. Yeah, let let's just have her on the show, you know. Yeah, no, I I had uh, there was a couple instances um, when I did a couple uh, interviews um, with me as the interviewee instead of the interviewer uh-huh. uh, for like a couple magazines and online publications where like they they found out that I was a model who was also a gamer and they were like. Oh, this is rich. Hold on. I mean, like, not that I doubt that you're a gamer or anything, but do you mind if I ask you a couple questions? And I'm like, about what? And they're like, you know, kind of like a quiz. I'm like, are you serious? Mm. Like, you're you're gonna quiz me on gaming? Like, what is what is this? And they asked me about Pac-Man and asteroids and you know, name three gaming systems, and and I felt like 
sincerely offended that mm-hmm. like I I wasn't taken seriously because I was a model. It's like I didn't become a model because that's what I wanted to be, but I became a gamer because that's what I've always wanted to be and that's what I've always been. Also, they shouldn't so, be mutually exclusive, you know? It's Yeah. I but like when a guy says that he's a gamer, I'm like, oh hell yeah, what are you playing? You know, like mm-hmm. well, let's talk about it. Let's play. Oh my gosh, you play you play Gears Five? Hell yeah, let's play. And I and... think this actually came up on every single episode so far because you know a lot of people I talk with are gamers, cosplayers, and they understand the same experience is that me as a guy, I don't get questioned at all. Like I can go to PAX, walk through E3, I can walk through E3, and people just think like. He belongs here. He worked in the gaming industry. He's been playing games his whole life, even though that is not true at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're Asian. You're totally oh, yeah, a gamer. You're really good at it too. I'm oh, sure. Oh, definitely. Supposedly, and I actually got. Uh, I brought up, uh, brought this up last time too when I was talking to GB, the ASMR cosplayer. But mm-hmm. I was uh, at a at a premiere, at an anime premiere. And people mm-hmm. just assume because I'm Asian and I'm walking through the red carpet, they just assume I was a voice actor from Jap- Japan, like I'm a Japanese voice actor. So people start chasing after me for signatures for starters, and selfie. Not the right, not the right Asian. Second yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's horrible. It was just a weird experience because there's people who ask me for a selfie and ask me to sign, but then after after they do that, they ask me, "So who are you?" So they didn't even know who I was. But just yeah. to get my signature. Like and just in case. Like just, just in case. In case you know? somebody cool. Yeah. I mm-hmm. got the picture with you, but now tell me who you are so I can like brag about it in a weird it was way because so weird. <laughs> I don't really know who you are. But yeah, I I don't know I don't know how quickly that's gonna change. I feel like we're 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 reaching a cusp. Mm-hmm. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're not quite there. Um, but it still, it still happens sometimes, but not as much now. Like it's, it's easier because, you mm. know, again, I'm not a stereotypical feminine looking woman. And plus I've got all if, this stuff behind me. <laughs> if we have more professional gamers who are competitive gamers who are female, do you think that would change the perspective or the narrative more? No, uh, yes and no. I think that, um, like, I think, do you remember, like, a long time ago when uh, the first all-female team for uh, Pro League of Legends came out? Mm. I think it was, like, Phoenix or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and the the entirety of the gaming world of mostly male just completely trashed them, like, they mm-hmm. made this really cool intro video talking about, you know, their 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 team. And I thought it was really cool, really wonderfully cut. And everybody was immediately tearing them down for absolutely no reason. Like mm-hmm. discrediting them immediately because they're women and that's mm. it. Like maybe they on on in comparison to the men they may play against, maybe they won't get to the tippity top. But there's reasons like that. that, But that's just by percentage. It has nothing to do with like because they're female. I mean, out of let's say 100 players, right? Yeah. If there's only one winner, 99% of them are not going to make it. So of course, there's going to be a high chance regardless of the gender. They're not going to make it. Not because they're female or male. Yeah. Percentage is stacked against them as winners and losers. Yeah. Like I think uh <laughs> I think um there was a point that I was gonna make and I can't remember hashtag menopause. Um 
I think it was nope, I forgot it. It just like left it just left my brain. It went no worries. somewhere else. How about let's switch by. let's switch by. Uh let's switch the topic a little bit. bit. Uh you okay. set your health advocates and of course now we're talking oh. about health issue now. You went through a lot of health issue. <laughs> <laughs> How is that How like much a, time do we have? We have as much time as you want, but Give us, oh give us a little bit about like how how are you right now, by the way, um, and how were you? I so right now I have a um, I have a surgery. Actually, I technically have five surgeries coming up at the end of April, and uh, you got a stem cart by this point. By this, like you keep going. Get, yes, yeah. you should I like. Got, I got a, for every fifth surgery, you get, you get the one, sixth free. one free. <laughs> Uh, no, but I'm, I'm really close with the team that takes care of me mm. and they trust me because, uh, a lot of times, um, you know, it's, it's the job of people who work in the ER to, you know, try to gauge if someone's trying to just get pain meds, but my, my medical team, like they know anytime I say something's wrong, something mm. is wrong. There has never been a time that I've stayed at the hospital or gone to the ER where something wasn't incredibly wrong, mm. including my uh, including uh, prophylactic sur surgery where I had my hysterectomy. Like nothing mm. technically was wrong. Like I I have what is called Lynch syndrome, which is hereditary non polyposis uh, colorectal cancer, which mm. is a genetic cancer, and I was born with it. Like can't do anything, can't get rid of it can't go into remission it's just a cancer that i constantly have and increases my risk of other cancers and uh when i was 18 i was first diagnosed with a uh, uh, cervical adenocarcinoma and i've been battling with cancer since i was 18 and i've always went like like 18 holy crap that's so young and um by the time I turned 29, I had dealt with so much health wise that I was just like, take it out. Just I'm done. Like, I don't want to have kids. I don't I don't want to pass on this, this, this gene thing. And like people are talking about like IVF and like, like fertilizing eggs and like, picking the ones that are like genetically viable. And I'm like, no, if I conceive a child, I will, you know, bring it to life. I don't it feels gross. Like creating life and then picking and choosing which of my children I'm going to have. Like that feels gross. Anyways, uh, that's something that I personally feel. Um, but I had this prophylactic hysterectomy and that was like a real turning point from that point on. I had not only did the pathology after that hysterectomy, which for those who don't know what a hysterectomy is, it's when they remove your, your uterus. Um, for me, I had a total hysterectomy, which is where they removed the uterus and the cervix. And they also took my fallopian tubes, but they left my ovaries. And um, uh, it was a turning point because, um, one, they found cancer in my uterus in the pathology afterwards. Two, I kept growing masses on my, my ovaries and they kept twisting and getting tours and um, I was actually, I was actually the, the 3rd of July in 2018, I think it was after I'd had my hysterectomy and, um, I remember like this gradual pain building up, but I thought it was gas. That's, that's how it felt. Like I was like, oh man, this is some bad gas. 
kept taking some gas X and like hoping it would go away. And I actually took motorcycle training course, like while I was having this pain and eventually got to the point where I was like this, I can't tolerate this anymore. It's not getting any better. I'm going to go to the ER. And I went to uh, ER in Burbank and they uh, did one CT scan and diagnosed me with stage four ovarian cancer and told me that they didn't have any oncologists on staff until the fifth and did no further tests. And what had actually happened was that I did have a mass on my ovary and it had tore, it had tours, but it had tours and without fixing it, like it died, it died inside of me. So I uh, went to a new doctor, got that, got went rushed into emergency surgery got it fixed and we were like let's try to save the other ovary and it ended up getting torsed four times uh almost torsed a fifth time i just kept growing masses on my ovary and so eventually actually january of last year i was like just take it out just take it out so now i'm menopausal and um because of all the stuff that I've been through and I'm continuing to go through, uh, I I am a, a advocate for the Gilda Radner Cancer Research Foundation, which uh, helps. Um, I give them basically my blood every year to help with cancer research, and it's actually because of that I have two mutations in in my genes. And one of them, they were like, "We don't know what that does," and then the other one, they were like, "That's Lynch syndrome." Because of the research that has been compiled in the last year, they found that my second mutation is actually also linked to Lynch syndrome, which puts me at like 100% risk for developing cancer again. So it's just like, it's it's not if, it's when, and and just being vigilant and watching out for it. And it's not just, you know, my, my lady bits cancer. It is now like colon cancer nervous cancer, um, you know, like skin mm. cancer, bone marrow cancer, like it's like a laundry list of 30 different cancers that I could get that we're, we're screening for. So um, I, I try really hard to advocate for, you know, personal wellness and, uh, you know, like understanding your body and getting tested, like uh, a lot of people have done 23andMe and a lot of people don't want to do 23andMe, but mm -hmm. there's uh, um, this uh, genetic testing uh, program, not program, a company called Color that actually mm -hmm. will test your, test your genome to see if you have any mu mutations to see if you're um, liable for early onset Alzheimer's or, you know, macular degeneration and the uh, cancers of various kinds like the burka genes or in my case lynch syndrome mm -hmm. and um so because there aren't as many people who vocalize uh about lynch syndrome and genetic wellness i told both the cancer center at samuel or samuel ocean cancer center at cedar sinai and uh, the Gilda Radner Foundation that if they needed me to help advocate or speak at any seminars, that I would. Actually, this last year at VidCon, um, instead of like, like I felt like a lot of the other influencers and YouTubers that were up there talking, they were like, you know, like, like 
you know, like it's the way to become like really cool and like live, just like flow with the breeze. And I go up there and I'm crying, talking about how you should get tested and cancer, you know, it's, it's important that I use my platform to spread positivity and health and wellness and to be an influencer, to be a good influence and uh, to not use it selfishly, which is, you know, not the case with a lot of other people. Mm. Dang, that is a tough journey. Yeah, like, I know. I, I don't know. I, I feel like if I were... So at what age did you first, so it's been going on for a while, but at which age was it first, this all started? Um, I got my first diagnosis at 18. Um, I got my Lynch syndrome diagnosis in 2015, whatever age huh. that makes me. What, math, can't do it. Um, but so... Um, uh, my sister actually was also, she also had cervical cancer, the same kind too. So I'm trying to help, uh, help, you know, push for testing to find out if there's a link between the mutation that I have and cervical Medic. cancer. Because the cervix is part of the endometrium and so it kind of makes sense, but they mm -hmm. still don't count it. And uh, one of the gross things that I've encountered um, that kind of kept me... Like I was very private about my my uh, cancer, mm -hmm. mostly because like there was a stereotype that when a woman has cervical cancer that she's a, you know contracted HPV, mm. and obviously that wasn't the case for me, mm. um, because I mean I'm gonna it's, I don't know how inappropriate this is, but I wasn't sexually active at the time, mm -mm. so um, couldn't have happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh and uh you know it i it sucked because there was no obamacare and when i graduated high school and then the remission or the recession hit uh i couldn't be on my dad's insurance anymore and still to this day i'm paying off uh i did radiation therapy for um i went in and out of remission five times for the cervical cancer because mm -hmm. nobody wanted to give a hysterectomy to an 18 to 25 year old girl. And, um, you know, they'd much rather give me these ex extremely expensive treatments mm -hmm. and I am still paying that off. Like, like the, I think at one point uh, it's, it's still kind of close, uh, under half a million in medical debt. And I'm guessing you're, I'm guessing you're also pro for like a new healthcare system, huh? Not necessarily. I think uh, one of the things that I, I, I do think that the American healthcare system needs an overhaul. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily universal, because I don't think that'll ever happen in my lifetime. At least mm -hmm. it might but, happen but as some a reform. past law, but integration might be different. Mm. Um, uh, I think that one of the most important things that should be maintained is the, uh, you know, um, pre, pre-existing conditions part mm. of it where insurance can't deny coverage for someone with a pre-existing condition. I've learned through my insurance, even though it's law right now where they have to cover me, uh, mm -hmm. They try to find any reason to not cover me. Like, for instance, in order to have these five surgeries that are coming up, 
they mm-hmm. wouldn't do it until I did physical therapy for a year. Mm. They were like, you can't have this sur- these surgeries until you have this physical therapy. And, you know, like, because they just uh-huh. don't want to pay for the surgeries. And originally, because it's going to be uh, um, two OR sessions with two surgeries and three surgeries at once. Mm-hmm. And uh, the uh, the they were originally going to have me stay in the hospital that week in between, but now we're not doing that because coronavirus. They need they need the beds for other things, so I'm coming home in between. After this five surgeries that you're going to have, is it going to be good for a while? Or like, because I every time I talk to you, I feel like we're almost done. We're good. We're good. And then nope, there's. I keep, five putting, more. I keep putting the energy out there like I want it to be the last one. But because of the Lynch syndrome, like mm-hmm. I'm actually seeking. I I am talking to a therapist that's actually on the East Coast that special specializes in genetic cancers because it's hard. Like when I had cervical cancer and I went into remission, it was like, oh, OK, we're good. Mm-hmm. Healthy. We're fine. We, you know, we just got to go. watch out for this one thing. Good to go. And now it's like my body is my enemy. Like it could attack me at any time. Like um, when I got the the second diagnosis for the mutation saying that I was like basically at 100% risk, I saw this mole on the underside of my leg that had like mutated in a weird way. And now, like, everything in my body scares me. All pains, all aches, like, anything that doesn't act normally scares me. It gives like me horrible anxiety. Yeah, like, like I mean, like, I have a stomach pain that, that you know, I mean, I have, a, you know, a fear of my own body. And you could that be just even eating something weird and then it's not, it's not even something crazy. You could be like, oh, maybe too, it's ooh, a, too spicy. It's, I, not not even that. It's well, I mean, like I, I do watch my diet though because my highest risk is for colon cancer, but colon cancer is the easiest to find, which is why, you know, guys should get their colonoscopies regularly because although it is one of the most common cancers, it is the easiest to find, like super easy. Like not many men and women ever get colon cancer that it's not really easy to find if you do your screenings regularly. Um, yeah. But they're they're trying to amp up my colonoscopies to every six months, which is like, oh, oh god, that's too many colonoscopies. Ugh. It used to be like one every two years with mm-hmm. endoscopies every five years, which is where they go down to my stomach and my um, duodenum or duodenum or the the upper uh, lower digestive tract underneath the stomach. But yeah, so it's it's tough psychologically because it's always weighing on me. Like I want to be positive and I want to be happy, uh-huh. but I this is never going away. I can't just magically not have Lynch syndrome anymore. So at certain points, have you ever had that scary thought about giving up? Um, not or giving up. Just giving because or, like just make you feel life is more precious, so you treasure it even more. Or at least. It's really weird because uh, when when I was 18 and I was first diagnosed with cervical cancer, the first oncologist that I went and saw, and I didn't know any better. I was 18. Um, he was basically like, 
you have six months to live, you should get your affairs in order. Here's a recommendation for a hospice. That's heavy. And I know, I know. And being told at the age of 18 that you're going to die is a lot. And so, you know, I had to, I had to really, really think really hard on, you know, how I was going to spend the rest six months of my life. And, you know, um, I hate, I hate quoting a country song, but there's, you know, like live like you're dying. And I did. And when I sought a second opinion and then they were like, oh no, we could take care of this. And, and then I went into remission. I was like, you know what? If I had a dollar for every time I've almost died, like, like every day is precious. And I think one of the biggest reasons that I have the most anxiety about my health now is because I am in a relationship that like before I, I was like, you know what? I, I worked in gaming. I have done, done modeling career. I've gone and met amazing people. I've met great friends. I've lived such a wonderful life. I'd be okay if it did end now. But now I have anxiety because I am in this relationship with this man that I love wholly and completely. He is everything to me. And now the thing that terrifies me the most is that something's going to happen to me and I'm going to hurt him by not being around anymore or having and cancer doesn't just hurt the people who who have cancer. Cancer hurts their loved ones and the people around them, like everybody suffers with cancer and I don't want to do that. So I think one of the things that gives me the most anxiety is, mm -hmm. is, you know, not being able to be, be with Jason. And uh, it's such a, um, it's a lot on the shoulder too, even though you're not feeling well, or you have to go to the hospital or anytime and you know, they can't do anything about it, you know, cause it's your body, but at the same time, you know, you don't want to put that stress on them. And it, it, in, in return, it stresses you too, you know? That's yeah. a lot. Yeah. No, it's it's been a lot. And that's why I've been kind of like on the radar, off the radar, mostly off the radar, off the radar. Because, I mean, like, people, I've, I've built this reputation as being this really positive and and supportive person. And I, and I am. But... I've gone through so much, uh, including like a really rough previous relationship. Um, not, not like, uh, I've been in emotionally abusive relationships, but this one was tough in a different way. And I think I'm still feeling PTSD from, from the health stuff and then the relationship. And then, you know, like I'm still feeling those effects and, you know, talking to a therapist and trying to meditate and trying to get back into yoga and try to do like, you know, self-healing kind of stuff. But it's it's like a a cement cloud that's just constantly on top of me, weighing down on my shoulders because it's never going to go away. It's not something I can get rid of. And it's something that I'm always going to have to be like, looking behind my shoulder like where when's it gonna come where is it gonna come from and when it does come how long am i gonna have well please try to be stay as healthy as you can uh i'm trying i really like your instagram sometimes because i have seen you post very real side of you you know and you know yeah. and you talk about like you know being positive and all the stuff and that's still positive to me it's just that Normally, you see, you know, everyone only posts about 
the good things that are happening in life. You know, like oh, I'm getting to travel, or like oh, I got this new thing, or I buy a new, you know,、yeah. a new switch or something. But you posted your struggle and actually how, like, how fragile we can be. You know, yeah, just life. You know, not person, but you know. one of the biggest examples that I feel that social media does is. Um, like obviously, the, the a lot of people, most people are on social media, so it's really easy. I mean, just socially, like to compare yourself to your neighbor or to your coworker or to your siblings, you know. And with social media, it makes it even harder for you to have a full, you know, realization of your self worth.、Mm-hmm. And so, I feel that a lot of people put out the best edited. You know, like softened, highlighted, you know, retouched versions of themselves, beauty cam,、mm-hmm. and then、uh, yeah, exactly, and especially like people, people who are you know public relationships, like everything's perfect, and then suddenly we are broken up, we've blocked each other, and everything's horrible. It's、mm-hmm. it's like I made a promise from the very beginning, from the moment I made my Instagram account, I was like, I'm going to be me. No company, no like. If I have a contractual obligation that I have to do something, I'll do it. But I used to get in so many fights about what my representation was on my platforms, and I was like, "This is me. This is this." this like this people social- comment on your stuff, or like, no, um, you know, like, like or with companies, companies like、mm. uh, agencies, companies that I worked for, and、uh, one company in particular. And、uh, you know, like they wanted me to be a certain person and put my certain put a cer- certain me out there, and I'm like, but that's not the real me. Like,、mm. it's one thing to go out there and model and you know be published in magazines, and that's totally awesome, and that's an accolade that I'm very proud of. But when it comes to how I represent myself online, I'm gonna be real because so many people aren't. So many people put a smile on their face. It's like there's a comic once of this girl who's like taking a beautiful picture, but behind her, like she lives in this barren apartment and everything's on fire. You know, like she's、mm-hmm. pretending everything's okay when it's not, and it's okay that things aren't okay. It's scary and- though. It's scary to post about how you really are. Cause like two things, right? Like we like to see happy things. So when we put not just happy thing. You scared that people don't like it, and then also the second scary thing is that what if you post a real you? Doesn't matter happy or not, and they really don't like it, and that's really kind of affecting you very personally. Then, well, I think that I think what has separated that、um, me from from other people who make that switch is、uh, followers and people who who you know consume content are used to a certain thing. And when they see something different, they're they're like, whoa, 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 like what, what what's going on? Like why why is this happening? Like why why are you being like this? This isn't how you're supposed to be.、Hmm. This is on brand for you. And you know, I made it very obvious that no company is ever going to make me not do derp faces. No company is ever going to make me not be silly and do dad jokes and you know show my struggle because like. Peaches and cream is not what life is like, and and one of the strongest and most greatest, bestest, wonderfulest things that you can do for yourself is understand who you are. Like, study yourself, spend time for self love. I know it sounds super like hippie ish, but 
Like, mm-hmm. if you understand who you are and where your boundaries are, like, nobody can make you cross a line that makes you uncomfortable because too often now in this world, we have people that are changing themselves because of others. Like, well, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? What should I do? These people don't like me. What, what, the, what, if, they, what if they don't like what I'm wearing? What if they like, who cares what they think? Like live life for you because at the end of the day, when, when, you're, when you're getting ready to, to slide into your grave, like what are your last thoughts going to be? How many likes did you get on an Instagram post? No, it's going to be, why didn't I do this thing? Why didn't I do, why didn't I live my life for me? Why didn't, and not even in a selfish way, but like, you know, getting rid of toxic people in your life and, you know, living life for yourself, wearing what you want, being who you are, like really are, instead of, you know, subjecting yourself to the, to the judgment and, and stereotypes of others. And, you know, I think that, that I've always like put out that, like, I'm gonna be me and no one's gonna mess with that. Like, well, you are, you got so close to the gates of death many times. So Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure you have the authority to say like, oh yeah, no, like (laughs) this is, this is some idea that might come to your head. And like, you know what, when you do happen to, you know, go to a different world or something, you're like, okay, is this what really matters? You know, what actually make you feel more you, you know? So yeah, um, there's a time when uh, I was uh, I was on an airplane that had horrible turbulence. And I was like, I was sure we were going down. Like it was, I actually dislocated my hip because the turbulence was so bad. And I That's thought weird. that I was what? going, to, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, well, because like the turbulence was up and down. Uh-huh. And so I, I had gone up and slammed down so hard. My hip popped out of. Can you my, sue them for that? Huh? No. Because they're, they can't control like. The weather. You know, or, yeah. The weather. Yeah. It's it's also like it's part of the fine print that you sign when you buy a ticket. It's a whole god or something. Yeah. Anyways, okay. uh, but so I thought I was gonna die for sure, and I was like, well, I lived a good life. I, you know, like I, you know, I was like putting the energy out there. Like I was like, I hope my family knows that I love them and that you know, the, 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 the. like I was like ready to mm-hmm. go because I've been so close so many times that you know. It's easy to default to that. But now that, you know, like I'm edging closer and closer to events that could bring me there, I'm like terrified of it because I'm like, no, I want to love Jason forever. And I want to love my kitty. Does it get forever. harder each time? Um, I think it gets, I think weirder. it gets, oh, it definitely gets harder. It definitely gets harder, especially with, with a cancer syndrome. Like, with uh with with uh i don't want to say normal cancer because i hate i hate Tip, the typical or co- not common <laughs> um, uh majority majority yeah uh, typical cancer uh um you know like it's 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 easier to to again like i said like you know hey, that's, we're done mm-hmm. but with this it's just every time something happens i i get wearier and wearier and i'm just I get tired really easily. And that could just also be the menopause because, you know, mm. I'm a 31-year-old woman who's menopausal. I'm on hormone replacement therapy. I get hot flashes and cold sweats. And my body is like, you know. Extremely like confused. Reverse puberty, you know. Mm-hmm. 
My body's like reverting back to the changes of back before everything started happening. But yeah, there's there's a lot there's a lot of medical stuff that's still in my future that hasn't been talked about yet that still needs to happen, but we have to prioritize the things that are more important. I'm I'm really happy that you're you're in a relationship. I I would be kind of scared getting into one, right? Was was this scary for you to get like? No, because I I dealt with like like the hardest the hardest medical things that I went through. I essentially went through them alone, and that's、mm-hmm. why I was ready to be in a relationship with someone that was going to be there for.、Me. Like I was tired of being in hospitals alone. I was tired of not feeling important enough when I'm like dealing with. Some of the biggest events of my entire life,、mm-hmm. like, like you know, I didn't feel like a priority. And Jason takes care of me. He goes with me to all of my appointments. He like, he has like he helps me rem- like because I'm so forgetful now because of menopause. He has an alarm set for when my patch needs to be changed, and like he's he's like ready to be supportive. Boyfriend for、Good. whatever I need, like he's 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 everything that I need in every way, and like I've no I've actually known him like since eighth grade. Like wow, he, yeah, I had, oh so he was from uh from wait is it home or where was he Clearwater? Yeah, he was from uh, uh Clearwater, Kansas. That's、gotcha. where I I moved to Clearwater when I was in eighth grade, and I graduated from high school there. Mm-hmm. And、um, he 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 also was born in California, moved to Kansas, so that、uh-huh. makes it like so, even、uh... more special. But <laughs>、uh, I had the biggest crush on him, and I, he like he was he I mean was still is so handsome, so charismatic, so talented, so smart that I feel like. There's no way that I deserve his love, but every day I want to try really hard to be. Better than the person I was yesterday to deserve it, and like in high school, it was always like, "There's no way he would never love.、Me. He would never. I, I, I'm just not. I can't even think about it. Like I won't put it out there because it's、uh-huh. impossible. It would never happen. What I didn't know is he was thinking the same thing. Like he, but you are Pamela Horton. You know, you know how. You know you're pretty. You know your、I、game stuff. I should show you some of the pictures that <laughs> I have from my yearbook. I I wasn't very feminine. Again, I was. My dad calls me his youngest son because I was a tomboy. <laughs> I'm still a tomboy, but I learned how to do makeup because of hosting jobs. But <laughs> like my senior picture is just cringy because I was just like I didn't even know it was senior picture day, and I was like, uh. And I just showed up, and oh, I'm so embarrassed. But you know, like I, I just, you know, I didn't care what other people thought. I carried a teddy bear around in my backpack, and I had a blanket that I kept with me all the time. It was a utility blanket, to be utility perfectly、blanket. honest. It was a utility blanket. It came in、uh, handy、Batman. many times.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, utility blanket. Yeah,、uh, instead of a belt, you of know. Of course, definitely、um, makes sense. Yeah. But、uh, Jason, Jason and I, like when、uh, I was engaged at nineteen, and when I broke up with my ex-fiance,、um, I called up Jason and I was like, 
Hey, um, so, uh, so I, I've liked you for a really long time, and I was just wondering if uh, we could, you know, like, we could try to make it work, and Jason is an honest and respectable guy, very loyal, um, huh. very committed, and he was like, I'm with this girl, and I really want to try to make it work out, you know, I'm sorry, like, I, I really like you, and I respect you, and you know, you like, call him without knowing he has a girlfriend at that time. Yeah, well, I mean, it was before like Facebook was commonplace. Right, you know? right, like, right, 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 right. I forgot how long like, it's been. No, yeah, no, no, no Facebook updates so that you could know that you someone was in a relationship. Kid to say, do not uh, know how scary that is. Actually, not even yeah, that's no. like calling someone like if back before even cell phone. You know, like before calling you someone, could somebody. Yeah, like, like not not knowing, like finding out in person or like you know. Now the, it's so easy. They post on their story every day. It's like, oh yeah, you went to get ice cream yesterday. It's like, how'd you know? Like, yeah. you posted it. Like, I got married on this day, and I bought a car on this day, and I moved into a new house on this day. Everything's super easy. Mm. But yeah, we had like so after after that. Later, I started dating another guy, and then he asked me. He was like, "Hey, you know, like, I'm sorry I didn't take you up on your offer. Like, I kind of want to try now." And then I was dating a guy that I was like, "I kind of want to make it work," and so it was like the paths never crossed. And then, you know, like, uh, I I feel that we had to go through what we went through individually in order to support and respect each other the way that we do now. And I think that things happen for a reason, but I have, um, he, at around the same time that I got into modeling, he got into modeling too. So I actually have these pictures of us when we were like 19 of us modeling together and they are so perfect. Like, I love that I have them. Like I was 19 and I did a modeling photo with my current boyfriend and we just celebrated our one year anniversary <laughs> you need to show them to me sometimes that's that's an incredible story like <gasps> lots of crossing in you know crossing part and I come know. back in i think it'd be a really romantic novel i should write it maybe that could be your next gig as well yeah i'll do i'll do i'll i'll, I'll write a i don't know if i should make it a rom-com or <laughs> some gaming elements to it maybe well, yeah, like I, I actually realized the other day, I was like, I've never dated a guy or a girl that wasn't a gamer. Like mm. being a gamer is required. So, yeah, that's the thing. Like for like, I, so I'm more in the cosplay scene, right? I'm, of course, mm -hmm. I'm in the gaming scene as well. It, I thought about, you know, dating people who are completely outside from our industry, who are not involved at all. So then they don't have to have to deal with the, all the stuff that we have to deal with. But then yeah. I don't feel like they will understand the stuff that we have to go through. And that's kind of hard to connect and relatable if they're yeah. so different too. So it's yeah. kind of like, I don't know, like, you know. I think it's, I think there's a big difference between people who, who uh, are like their hobbies are in the industry and their mm -hmm. work is in the industry. For us, it's became and, both. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, kind of, I mean, Jason is an engineer, like he doesn't mm -hmm. work in the industry, 
Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I, I, previous, like my ex was in the industry and that's why I was like, after that, I was like, nope, never, I'm not dating someone in the industry again. I don't want to date someone that's internet famous. It's, <laughs> I actually broke, a, I broke an, a personal rule and even dating him. I was like, I don't want to date anybody famous. I don't, I don't want to like get, get popular for being anything other than myself. I don't want to like be on someone's coattails as their girlfriend or be known as the girlfriend and mm -hmm. yeah but yeah, yeah that's that's I, I had a conversation with a friend yesterday actually and i i'm worried about that too like i don't want to exactly i don't want to be known as i want to know someone else's boyfriend or someone else's girlfriend you know i want to be known for what i do but yeah if you but if you date someone who are both also kind of doing the same thing then it could be a power couple but I don't know. It's it's one of those things that like it sounds great, but in practice could be extremely, extremely difficult. Yeah. It's yeah. it's like one of those situations where you go to an event by yourself and they're like, Oh, where's such and such? And you're like, Hi to you too. Mm, like yep. <laughs> I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. Mm -hmm, uh, yeah. But it's it's kind of like uh instead of two individuals in in one entity as part of a team. Mm -hmm. Um, they become two halves of a whole and mm -hmm. they are no longer whole without the other half. Yeah, that's, that's, it's a good and a bad. Yeah, I, I had to deal with that a lot, even with my friends group, you know, uh, cosplayers. I'm not going back, not going back, never, ever, never, ever, ever. I learned, I had the last, the last two relationships that I've had. I was like talked into it. Like it wasn't like, hey, that guy's really cute and funny. I like him. I want to date him. It was huh. like, I was like, I think we should be friends. They're like, no, I think we should date. And I'm like, no, I think we should be friends. They're like, no, we should date. And I was like, okay. You know, I had, like, I had never tried to get a girlfriend that way. Maybe that's. <laughs> I mean, is that a, is that a trick? I didn't know that. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, but I mean, I've not had a healthy relationship start. So maybe like not. That, so maybe not. Maybe not. Like it, it was, it was the persistence where I was just like, I don't really have reason to say no. I think you're funny. It's you're funny. Wear you down. Around. Yeah. But as as the relationship progressed and developed, it was like, oh wait, hold on. Mm. I have needs that aren't being met, and I am not being received well when I try to communicate that and I think communication is the most important aspect of a relationship and if there isn't communication like it's just gonna deteriorate yeah so anyway those are all amazing story uh I don't want to keep <laughs> you forever like that's so much you can tell me and I just love talking with you uh <laughs> just, oh man and, you know standing next to you every time I feel like so strong i feel like <laughs> i'm motivated but also feel weak at the same time it's like oh no, wow don't like i feel like a lot of people try to like you know they feel uh they try to compare and everybody's life experience is subjective like mm -hmm. you are you are the best martin and i'm the best pam and you can't compare martin to pam because martin's not pam and pam's not martin so like you've had your own struggles and and life is subjective. Like don't downplay your experiences or what you've been through just because you don't think it's been as hard as what I've been through. Like it, what might have been 
hard for me may have been easy for you and what might have been hard for you might have been easy for me. So, you know, I think that that's something that I wish to impart on people is don't compare yourself to other people, you know? And and that's the same Life for subjective. happiness and sadness. You know, just because someone is happy doesn't mean you can't be happy too. And same thing for sad. Yeah. If someone else sad doesn't mean you're not allowed to be sad as well, you know? Because people always yeah. do comparisons like, oh, someone has it way worse than you. It's like, Yes, yeah. they might be in a wor worse like situation, but doesn't invalidate. Children in Africa. Always. Kind of <laughs> Always. Yeah. Uh, no, like uh, life is subjective and just analyze how, how your life is going on, how it's happening and set up small goals, long term goals and, and just live life for you and, you know, realize that life's not going to happen for you. You have to make it happen. Well, hopefully you can set a lot of long-term goals, you know, and I wish next time I come visit you, it won't be at the hospital, you know. <laughs> I'm glad to hear fingers crossed. <laughs> All right. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, everywhere, forever and ever. Uh, no, just <laughs> kidding. Um, all, I'm, I'm all across the board at Pamela Horton 13. And that Why is 13, by the 13. way. 13? It's my yeah. lucky number. Oh. And I just so happen to be the thirteenth Pamela in existence. I that's no. It, <laughs> Did you that's something I get out of them. <laughs> yeah, I was like, killed on. There can be only one. I I uh, I what was the, what was that movie? The one. Uh, but Jet Li. One and then what else? Yeah. Yes, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and then also Highlander. Um, hmm. but uh, yeah. All across the board, Twitch, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Facebook, Twitter, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Twitch. And Instagram. there's also an Instagram for my cats. So Of course. Which cats? If you're down, all of them. <laughs> 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 At Nara Kitties. But you yeah, also stream, so. right? How often do you stream? Um, I streamed uh, Fantasy Star Online 2 yesterday. So... Mm -hmm. Maybe maybe I'll stream again a little bit later. Normally, when I put a little bit of make uh, a little bit of makeup on, I'm like, ah, I might as well like film or stream or something. Take advantage of this makeup that I've got on my face, and so I do that. Are you streaming tonight then? Mm, no, right? I should probably film. Like yeah. I'm behind on footage, so I should probably film. Yeah, go do that. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. And I'm yeah. you know, I'm glad you get to share your story. Uh, I had a great time. Hopefully you had a great time too. Thank you so. for having me, Martin. I always like talking to you. You're a fun guy. Thank you. Yeah. Well, everyone, thank you so much for joining. Uh, you know, uh, I will have a show again next Tuesday. But other than that, thanks for joining and following and everything. I'll see you all later. Bye.